morning. I'd like to wish all the mothers out there a happy Mother's Day. It's good to be able to share with you. Mother's Day is a time to pause and say thank you. Too often we take for granted those close to us, especially our mothers. What people and stories come to your mind when you think of mothers? For me, three mothers stand out. Firstly, my wife and her faithfulness to myself and to our children. I think of my own mother and also my grandmother. My grandmother I spent many years with uh, staying under her roof. She lived through the Great Depression and she never stopped telling me about it. Especially when I turned my nose up at some of the food. I love my grandmother very much, but I still cannot stomach the tripe that she used to um, serve at times. Um, The smell didn't do much for me, the look of tripe didn't do much, and the taste didn't do very much as well. But putting the tripe aside, there are many good things that I remember about my grandmother. And two of the special things that stand out to me was her generosity and her hospitality. Anybody who came to her house, she was always ready to serve. Anybody who wanted to stay for a while, any of our relatives and cousins and uncles, the house was always open. She was full of generosity and hospitality. As I think about this, that hospitality and that generosity, I want to come back to it in a short while. But as I think about the crisis that we're facing at this present time, we are fighting it on two main fronts, the health crisis and the economic crisis. Both of these have other implications to us. I want to read a portion of scripture to you from 1 Peter 4, 7 to 11. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. Father, it is my prayer as we consider these verses today, that you would speak to us, Lord, that you would help us to understand in Jesus Christ's precious name. Amen. The Australian government has worked hard to help its people. And I do want to commend our our government, both our state government and our federal government. They've really stood together and they're trying their best. We don't always like what our government does, but we have to commend them. It has been a very difficult time. And as a result of some of the help that they have made available to uh, different organisations, to different business and to people, I believe that we, as a Wesleyan church, have a high potential of coming out of this stronger than before. However, I do acknowledge that some will struggle. And some of you already are. Some of businesses have been struggling. Some of you have maybe lost your jobs. I don't believe there is a family that hasn't had some member of their family uh, lose their job or been deeply 
impacted by this crisis. In the light of this, many are looking for a return to the normal. While the past norm was better than this crisis, it was far from perfect. And I hope that this crisis calls us out to something far better. I am praying for a new norm, a new norm. Social distancing serves a purpose. However, in our Western world, we have another type of social distancing. Many years ago, I was in a public uh, place, actually in a um, doctor's surgery, and I saw somebody that I knew. They came and they sat next to me. And they seemed to, this lady, she sat so close to me and her um, face was just about in my face. I felt very uncomfortable. The social distancing was just um, uh, not there. It was um, too close, invading my space. Now, I should say that maybe she has an excuse because she was a dentist and all of her uh, working practice is about being close to people and looking in their mouths. And so I guess I write it off as probably because of her practice. But there are those that violate our personal space. We could call them space invaders. I do wonder how space invaders are getting on with this social distancing rule. After this is done, can we keep the distance real for those that are space invaders? You know what I mean? Those that sometimes they come and they talk to you, but they're a little bit too close, so you stay, take a step back. But they don't get the signal. They take another step closer to you. And I guess if it kept happening, you could be 50 metres away from where you first started to talk to them. They're just not aware that they're getting too close. But there's another type of social distancing in our society. It's a psychological and emotional distancing. We are very good at playing around in the shallows. We ask questions like, how are you doing? But what we're really wanting to ask or say is, how are you doing? But I don't really want to know. I'm just kind of saying hi. We ask questions like that often. The other side of the coin, sometimes we have people that come up to us and they ask us how we're doing and we say fine and they keep digging a little bit deeper or they're looking at us intently, trying to draw something out from us and sometimes that's a little bit uncomfortable. We're not ready to have maybe a deep conversation with that person. We're not ready to maybe open up ourselves to that person and we just want them to back off. I love the song out of the movie Shallows with Lady Gaga who sang that. And I I, I like that song that talks about, uh, in in one sense, going deeper and, and the challenges of going deeper. And one of the verses, it says, I'm off the deep end, watch as I dive in. I never met the ground. Crash through the surface where they can't hurt us. We're far from the shallows now. The truth is, in relationships, if they work well, we move from the shallows into the deep. But sometimes that's awkward. Some of us don't like the shallows. Some struggle in relationships because they only want to stay in the shallows. Sadly, in our Western world, we have come to love the shallows. Now, with this virus, 
we have been moving from even the shallows. We've been moving away from the shallows at all even. We are looking back and missing some of those connections that we have, even the shallow ones. However, on the other side of the coin, there are some families that are connecting and that their relationships have been becoming stronger as a result of spending time together, as a result of not being able to go out, but to be able to uh, talk to one another. Yes, maybe we've been going deeper by our connecting via emails, by the phone, by Zoom, Skype, FaceTime, Facebook, Instagram, and the like. And we have found ourselves asking a few questions and digging a little bit deeper than normally we have done in the past. I've struggled to find my feet going from a role that is highly diverse in tasks, travel and connecting with people all over the country and being in different settings to being home, confined to one room most of the time, working through emails and phone calls and video conferences and Facebook posts. It's been a challenge. It's different. And it's different for all of us and a challenge for all of us. But scripture calls us to go deeper. And maybe that's one of the things that we can learn out of this time that we need to connect with one another, not just in the shallows, but to go deeper. In 1 Peter 4, 8, it said, Above all, keep loving one another earnestly. In some versions, it says deeply or intensely. Since love covers a multitude of sins. There's a challenge for us to go deeper. Have we been playing around in the shallows? Some mothers have an art of going deeper with their children and asking the right questions and maybe keep asking the questions so that they are able to find out what their children are thinking. However, all of us need to come out of this with a greater commitment to go deeper with others and for some of us it will mean opening up and becoming vulnerable. Now this does not mean that we do uh, this with everybody. It doesn't mean that we open up our whole life uh, with everybody or everything that we're thinking with everybody. Some of us may have to learn the skill of backing off and not forcing things out of other people. Another thing is that some of us need some healing or maybe some deep emotional and psychological healing in order for us to open up and trust others. There may be some past events that have caused us to close up, to close ourselves off from other people. I spent a good part of my early life feeling that I was not as good as the next person, as an Aboriginal, as good as the white people around me. I and my people were told that what we had to do is to be like a white person. This was even some of the advice that the government gave us. And the word they used was assimilation. But there were many reasons why I could not assimilate. I did not want to lose a part of myself and the culture that I was raised in. However, the real crunch came for me when I started to go to church by myself at the age of 13. People at the church asked me questions about my family because I was there on my own 
And I shared with them, I opened up, I shared with them a lot of things about my family. But I didn't realise how broken my family was. I didn't understand, I didn't know the scriptures or know what was maybe the right way to live. And a lady in the church, the ladies in the church were talking about um, my family background and the stories of, of my past. And one lady shared this with an Aboriginal elder, another lady, who came and talked to me. She didn't go to that church, but she came and she talked to me. And she said, Rex, don't open up, don't share everything about your life. She was trying to protect me and my family, but it had the opposite effect. What it did for me, it made me think, I have something to be ashamed of. I can't share this. I need to be ashamed of this. And what happened was I started to close myself up and not wanting to share even my struggles, even my weaknesses. What past events are keeping you in the shallows? All of us maybe have things in our past that keep us in the shallows and hinder us from actually wanting to go in the deep. I stayed in the shallows until I met my wife. In many ways, she brought me out of the shallows, We brought me into the deep because I had to have a deep relationship with him, with her. And as I got to know, know her and realised that, that, that we could go deeper and that, that I was okay, her love, I guess, showed to me that I was okay. I knew that God loved me, but to also experience that from another person was a healing thing in my life. I, st- I moved from the shallows to the deep. I got some faults. I'm aware of that. But God still loves me. And I'm on a journey like all of us. We're all in the same boat. And maybe there's aspects of our life that we are afraid to share with others. And I go back to that passage where it says that love each other earnestly or deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. When we love one another deeply, we can overlook those faults, those weaknesses in others. But I have my moments when the depths are scary and I feel the pull to go back in the shallows where I may not want to open up with other people. We have been playing around in the shallows too long. And what has come out to me as I think about this crisis is that there, the norm that we had, in many ways, there was, there was too much of the shallow going on. And we need to learn to go deeper with one another. I am praying for a new norm for the church. Two things. The first is a norm where we are moving into the depths with our relationship. Moving into the depths with our relationships. You know, it's time to get real with each other. You know, some leaders have said to me, I am not seeing people share their struggles. I told them, Maybe it's because you're not sharing your struggles with them. We need to become real. Now, there is a place and there is a time. There's an appropriate place to share. And we can't share some deep things with everybody. I always think of John Wesley in the class meetings as he divided it up with the men meeting together in different groups and the women meeting together. 
And they were to share and to talk at a deep level, to move from the shallows to the depths. I started to talk about my grandmother's hospitality and generosity. Now, I am concerned about the loss of life, but another big concern I have for the church is losing our humanity. Now, humanity is that collectiveness that we have. It it, it also means the quality of of being humane, of benevolence, of, of, of caring for one another. Now, this crisis can tempt us to close ranks, put up walls, or just look after ourselves and our families. You see, if we lose our humanity, our salvation comes into question. Our Christianity comes into question. In Matthew 25, 34 to 40, it says, Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. And when the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you a drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you? Or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick and in prison and visited you? And the king will answer, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Some will say, How can I give? I don't have much. Yes, We need to take care of ourselves and our families. However, all that I know of God calls me to be generous and to be hospitable. Have you ever been to a village overseas and you sat with people who had very little and watched them share their best and sometimes watched them share all that they had? They could teach us something about generosity and hospitality even when they have very little. I pray that we will see our responsibility or the responsibility to our families, to our communities, to our country, and even to overseas. In 1 Peter 4, 8 and 9, it says, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. Sometimes we grumble. Well, I don't have much, you know, or no one else is doing it. There may be many other grumbles that we have that try and... Stop us from sharing. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards. As good stewards, it says, of God's various grace. What we have is not just ours. We are stewards of the resources that God has given us. And they are to be used. They are to be used to take care of our own needs, of our family's needs, and to go beyond to our communities and beyond. I hear people talking about just looking after their own country. But that is not in keeping with Matthew 25, 40. And the king will answer them. Truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. The church in Jerusalem was very hospitable and generous and uh, were doing incredible things to one another. And then the persecution happened. 
and they moved from Jerusalem out. No wonder before that persecution that they were just focused on Jerusalem. And out of that difficult time, they were moved to away from Jerusalem to start fulfilling the message that God had for them. We have a message. And our message is not just for our own community, but it's to go abroad. It's to go around, that, around the world. And the message is not just the words that we share, the message about Christ, but it's actually living it out. It's actually showing love and love in action, as James reminds us. We are all children of Adam and Eve. We are all God's children. I am praying for a new normal for our church, a norm where we are demonstrating a greater level of hospitality and generosity. What does it look like? It's already a part of our DNA as Wesleyans, but it needs to survive this COVID-19 virus. We need to be careful lest after this virus we just, you know, close ranks. We just look after ourselves. We become scared to, to, to share and we're just building up our own resources. After this crisis, it will be hard at first. But I think of what John Wesley said. Earn all you can, save all you can, and give away all you can. Probably after this crisis, it may be what we would like to do to earn as much as we can and save as much as we can. But we may neglect the last part, to give away all that we can. Yes, it is not easy, but we are in this together and we will only make it through together. I believe that there will be greater needs in our country and around the world as we come out of this. We're already seeing signs of that already. The Wesleyan Methodist Church is doing fine and we'll come out the other end. And we all have a role in helping each other come out the other end. We are not a people that are here just for ourselves. We are a church with kingdom values touching our communities and beyond. 1 Peter 4, 8-9, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's various grace. Will you join me in praying for a new norm as we come out of this? A norm where we are moving into the depths with our relationship. A norm where we are demonstrating a greater level of hospitality and generosity. Let's pray. Father, we know that these are very difficult times, Lord. Father, we understand some of the pain we, some of us have experienced and those close to us have experienced. And sadly, even the loss of life, Lord. And Father, as we continue through this difficult journey, I pray, Lord, that we will not lose the heart of the faith that you have given us, Lord. A faith that challenges us to go deep with each other, Lord. To not just play around on the surface, but to go deeper with each other, Lord. A faith, Father, that shows itself in hospitality and generosity. And as I thought back to my grandmother and her hospitality and generosity, I think of the many mothers that radiate that hospitality and generosity. And Lord, I pray that this message would encourage us, Father, in Jesus Christ's name. Amen.